Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. It's really about choosing the energy that you allow in your life. So for me, it just also means surrounding myself with good people and positive self-talk. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello, my peeps. Are you feeling seen and heard today? Well, I'd like you to know that I see you, I hear you. When you send me those messages and tell me what you're going through or how these episodes make you feel, I listen. I use your comments and stories to inspire me to give you more of what might aid you in your journey of life. We are all fellow travelers passing through, touching each other in small but perhaps significant ways. What is life if not the expressway to our becoming? And who we become is inspired by the experiences we have with others and the lessons we gain from them. Yet we live in a time where we have swapped genuine human interaction for followers and likes. We spend more time online than offline. And what we have really given up are the day-to-day experiences that help us grow as individuals. Can we still grow by curating our personality to cater to our online audience? Or have we sacrificed who we are for who we need to be? For that someone to tap the little red heart for you. Being liked is no longer a feeling. It is a number on our screen. Are we a generation starved for attention? Is that why we constantly seek validation and our worth in the digital space? Is our value and worth dictated by the number of our followers, the likes on our post, the comments on our Instagram? Have we gone so far from ourselves that we are confused by our digital persona versus who we are in reality? Are we no different from bots that we forgot it is not a numbers game after all? There are a lot of content creators today, but not everyone gets the chance to really be seen and heard. Well, at least not by a large enough audience that sits up to take notice. 
And yet, there are those who beat the odds, who have made quite the digital presence for themselves, most importantly, without losing themselves. What have had they to sacrifice to get there? Or perhaps the better question is, what have they learned on their road trip to that blue check mark next to their Instagram handle? There must be more to what meets the eye. Which is why we talk to Ria Prieto today, whose Facebook page reads Fashion and Beauty Editor, Stylist, and Curator of All Things Exquisite and Exotic, Curious and Classic. As an editor in chief of Inquirer Red, to having her own column, Ria recommends in Philippine Daily Inquirer, Ria has reached pinnacles of success in the world of fashion and publishing. Ria started the Ria Prieto Company for consultancy in 2018 and also owns luxury boutique 8 Soho and clothing brand The 8. Welcome to the Project Loving Myself podcast, Ria. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks, Ria, Hi. for coming on to the show. I am so, so uh, grateful for your time because I know you are so busy. You are traveling. You're handling so many different projects, as we just heard. So I really appreciate your time here. Oh, well, I appreciate your time also because I know everyone's busy. And um, I am honored that you actually chose to spend an hour with me. <laughs> it means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Ria, you've become hugely successful with Ria Recommends. Ria is you, but your recommendations sort of have their own, I would say, personality. They have their own life. And I almost see like there's Ria and then there's Ria Recommends. So tell me a little bit about how you got into blogging and how you got from there into this personality in the digital space of Ria Recommends? Uh, first off, I've been in publishing for more than almost, ooh, actually more than 20 years. So even before the social media explosion, I've been an editor, a fashion and beauty editor. So when all these happened, it was something new to me and you know, before people who write or editors were always in the back, the background. And then this social media thing actually puts you in the foreground, which if my friends who really, really know me know that I'm, I'm quite a shy person and I'm actually very private. And I know that with Instagram, that doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem that way. But at the same time, someone really told me, Ria, if you don't go and put your Instagram on, um, public and all these things then you know the world is changing you will be left behind no one is going to be waiting for you and all the content that you've written before it will just disappear because we know that um the internet and social media is so much more powerful now so and the presence is there right so i just really told myself I have to be open and if it's something that I want to do then I should commit to it but then the question was what did I want to do so I wanted to still enter as an editor which I am and editors naturally really recommend things that's what we do I feel like that's our our job <laughs> like if we see something and we get invited to all these press um launches and all that and so we just write about what we see and write about 
personally, I write about what I like. If if there's something or a product that's launched that doesn't suit me, then I choose not to write about it. So when I open my IG, I realize I want to put Ria Recommend so people know, or maybe you know what, more than that, I know why I'm there. So I, I, I normally um, post if I like like an outfit because people want to see what I wear or like the places I go to or if there's a launch, if there's a makeup that I, I love to use, you can, you can see it on my IG or my IG stories. If I unbox things that I love, I put it out there. Honestly, if I if there's an unboxing and I don't really the product doesn't suit me or it's something that I don't personally use, I don't even unbox it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll I don't put it out there. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So, Ria, what you're talking about is really I want to say it's about staying relevant, right? In today's in in today's dynamic, how we live our lives, how we do things, we all go through. We go to social media for our recommendations. We go to people we like. That's you know we follow the people we like, the people we relate to, and we might not necessarily know anything about their private life or who they are as individuals, but we like sort of what they're recommending or we like what um, they show us. It's their expertise packaged in, in sort of what they communicate out to Instagram. So is it, is it been hard for you? Because as a private person, you are a certain type of a person, but then you're also someone who people look up to for the kinds of looks you put together. People look up to you for your taste, right? So has it been sort of difficult to be Rhea in private and then be Rhea recommends in public? I would honestly, I would say that it's not that it's difficult, but it's challenging for me. In fact, if you see all my photos, most are like very intentional and deliberate, meaning, you know, I find it impressive and I'm amazed when people just shoot like what they're doing today and they'll shoot and they'll post. I'm not really like that because in the car fit, I feel I'm really an editor. So even the photos that I put out, I want it a certain way. As to, there's a certain standard. In fact, my friend goes, you know, and I have really good friends that advise me. That's the truth. And one of them is Patrice and Patrice Diaz was telling me, when you put out photos, Ria, it should look like from an editor's point of view, more like what you'd put out in a magazine because you are an editor and that's the eye people want to see. And I really appreciate when people are honest with me because it reminds me like, oh yeah, I have to put out these types of things. So my posts are very intentional. The brands that I work with, even if, of course, I appreciate when brands um, try to like work with me, but if it's something that I really don't do in my private life or like, I just really won't. It's not that you don't want to earn, but I want to think long term. And, you know, people who follow me, I feel they know anyway that if I don't do if like I just really want to safeguard that, like what I stand for. And I want to be I want to think long term every time I do something. So, yes, yeah, so my IG is intentional. And that's what I always want to remember. Why? It's difficult, but it's also a job for me. And I honestly, I enjoy my followers. They've been kind. And 
I also follow people who I like, who are inspiring. And that's how I want to use the platform. So if people can be negative and all, I just block it out. In the end, I am in control of who I follow and who I listen to. And I feel vice versa. That makes a lot of sense. And you know, Ria, I can I can see now that Ria Recommends is the editor. And that's what you put out on Instagram. That's why it's very intentional. Even the photos are from that editor point of view. And then there's Ria Prieto, who you are at home with your family, with your friends. And that's not necessarily the person that you share um, on Instagram. Because when I scroll, I really see the editor. I don't necessarily go into the glimpse of, you know, Ria at, at her, you know, at her private in her private space and that too was intentional yes i mean honestly if i put my kids out there the truth i know that i'll get more followers or like i'd get more endorsements because so many brands have approached me and at the same time like even like household stuff like so many brands of cleaning stuff have approached me and i just have to remember that when you open yourself up, like my kids are young, although one wants to every time, <laughs> every time I unbox, I do have a child, Dimitri, who for the longest time wanted to join. And then it's good because the minute um, he joined, I'm not very natural in camera. He's such a natural that I forget that I am actually um, doing a video. So it looks more natural because he distracts me. So, um, yes, because also my husband, he's very private. A lot of times people are like, you're not with your husband. How come this is what you put there? Honestly, sometimes he's the one who takes a photo. So, but you know, I think it's healthy for me that this is work and I have my private life and that's what, and there's so many other things that I do anyway, as a person, you know, so you have to also keep some things for yourself. And like when I said I'm very shy, it's true. So when I put myself out there, that's already something that I feel is something that takes energy <laughs> away from me. So I try yeah. to protect my energy and my space. So everything that I you put know, out there when I do, I'm happy about it. And the things that I want to keep private, that's my decision. And some people are great with doing other things, but you know, it's, it's something personal to me when I do something. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I wonder also, Ria, whether it's the need or the desire sometimes to keep one thing in our life private. And the reason I'm posing this thought out there is because um, when I was not very public on Instagram, 
I would feel more comfortable sharing lots of pictures of my life. But as I started to gain followers and people started to write into me from outside my friend circle or my, you know, so then I started to notice that I was a little bit more, um, again, intentional, choosy about what I was putting out there. And I found myself not really posting as much about my children, um, not posting as much about my husband. And sometimes I feel a little bit even more comfortable posting pictures of my children. But my relationship with my husband, it's like the one thing I keep private. Like I don't want to repeatedly post photographs about that. Every now and then I will. Maybe it's like a special occasion. But I noticed this, that I was somehow naturally doing this. Um, and I wondered, you know, is this the one area of my life I want to keep to myself because it's mine? You know, it's the one area I don't want anyone else's eyes sort of on. Um, and so I was kind of thinking about this as well. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that? I mean, first off, my husband doesn't want to be a part of it. So <laughs> I have to respect that. And uh, and I understand that because I think it's such a luxury to, to to lead a private life. And that's like that's for me, uh, like I said. Um, but then for my kids, I want them to be able to choose what they want. I personally, I think that they're already exposed to certain things. So. The less exposure, I want them to focus on sports, they're boys. So I just want them to focus on sports and do other things. And um, anyway, you know what? It's not like um, they see me doing it. In fact, they they, they laugh at me. about They make fun of it. So it's not like they're not aware of it. But they really never really also showed an interest to be part of it. And they're still so young. I think... Well, well, at least for my kids at this age, I don't trust them to make decisions for themselves that I know will ultimately affect their future. You know, I don't know if they right. might want to post something. I might post a butt pic, <laughs> you know, and then they'll be embarrassed in how many years or like, I don't know, like the things that I endorse, maybe they don't even want it. So, or, well, I never did endorse anything. But what I'm trying to say is like, um, there are certain things I just feel like it's not important to them. I don't think they'll gain anything from it, to be honest. I don't see the value of it. And if anything, it will be something that will be of value to me. So I don't, I want to respect their, their path, I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think this is what I really appreciate about you. And that's why I started this um, episode talking a little bit about sometimes us getting lost in the digital space, you know, in the world of social media. And what you're talking about is sort of having those boundaries, having very clear intentions, you know, respecting other people that you care about and you know, what might be their point of view, what might be their desires to be or not be on social media. And I think that that takes a little bit of understanding and awareness to have that kind of um, impact um, with social media as you're still able to go out there and, you know, drive your message across the way you choose to, but have very clear boundaries of how much of yourself you're going to share and who you're going to bring into that. 
Um, also, like like I said, as when I entered, I entered as an editor, and I was never in like a parenting magazine. So it's not something, you know. You know, one time someone asked me if I wanted to like work on a parenting magazine, and to be honest, this is what I said. I said, "I'm already a parent at home. I'm tired. I don't want to work and try to be another parent. Like it's really, not, it's not something like I want to do. Like I'm already a parent. I don't want to have to write about it. I don't even know if what I'm doing is correct. I don't think I have the authority." My kids are just babies. I mean, I think that every parent tries their best. But if I wanted to be a parenting magazine, maybe when my kids are really successful, then I would be like, this is me. I mean, I would be um, confident and say I can give good advice. So, like, as a parent, like, I... I feel like also my social media, beauty and fashion, it's an escape to parenthood. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, like I said... I, I, Personally, I feel like like me. I'm everyone is multifaceted. There's so many dimensions. So I'm not just a mother. I'm also a girl who loves makeup. I'm also this person who loves getting dressed. In fact, more than going out, because for me, when I get dressed, I'm taking care of me. And like, I love to eat. I love to travel. I have friends. So when I open my Instagram, that's the that's who I wanted to to speak to those are the people I want to be talking to Kikai girls <laughs> who loves makeup, who loves dressing up, who likes fixing their homes to a, you know, a person who loves to see beautiful things because it's also an escape for me. I love my kids, but I can't be a parent 24 seven thinking of them. And that's the truth. Yeah. So also, I guess in my, in my, my space, um, it's just be it's better off for me and my mental health. And maybe there's obviously there's two that it's divided. Some people do it amazingly well and good for them. But I can't. It's not it's not in my personality. In fact, just thinking about it kind of rattles me. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So you know who you are and you are doing what you believe in, you know, what brings joy to you. And instead of sort of maybe succumbing to what everybody else out there is doing, which is kind of interesting too. Now, Rhea, what you do, which is putting yourself out there in, in an editorial way, for example, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of trust in yourself to do so. So tell me about, you know, the Rhea before all of this and how you grew to be this person who feels confident enough to recommend, to share your point of view with other people. I think sharing my point of view was an easy thing because that's like, I'm very honest in that sense. Like if I like something, I'll say it and I like to share it. So that for me is natural. What's difficult or what's the challenge is when I have to like take a picture, which I do a lot, I know. And like, but then at the end of the day, I realized, like I said, if you want to unfollow me, you can. And um, I realized when I started loving women, meaning, and I want girls to celebrate who they are, I became more supportive of it. And and then I learned that I should be supportive of my, I was always supportive of it. I loved it. But at the same time, I realized I have to be kind to myself too and support myself, you know, in that sense. So I read somewhere that you have to speak nicely to yourself. And I'm also 
always trying to do that. So it's not even about being confident. I, I, I would... I, I wish I could tell you I'm confident, but more than that, I think I know where my intention is. So that's what's important to me. So if I put out something, it's not to like say whatever. It's just really, I guess, a a woman trying to like celebrate and wanting to reach out to people who are like me because I like looking at things. I like being inspired. I like learning things. So that's the audience I want to speak to. And I think it's a very celebratory vibe as opposed to putting a person down. So if that's the person I want to speak to, then that's who I have to be towards myself. I don't know if it, <laughs> but that's what I, it makes you know. sense. Okay. Thank that's you. Very, <laughs> okay. It's so very so beautiful. Like, okay. No, so there are a couple of things I'm hearing. First of all, the the one thing you said in the beginning is that you had a purpose, right? You mm-hmm. wanted to celebrate women. And so that's what comes across. That's what drives what you do. And even if you don't have, you know, that abundance of confidence, or even if you don't have some of the other traits um, that, by the way, when we look at you, it looks like you have all of it. But maybe you don't necessarily feel completely like you are as confident as you want to be. But when you have that purpose, that drives you and it becomes very easy to go ahead and do, you know, whatever your purpose is, which is to celebrate women, to honor them. And I like also what you said, which is when you realize that that was what you wanted to do or that's who you are, then you had to also make sure you were um, authentic and that, you know, you were kind to yourself, you were celebrating yourself. And so often I find our purpose in the world has a lot to do with the things we have to learn for ourselves. You know, it's kind of like a mirror. I'm out there to heal people and to help them and, you know, help them discover who they are and love themselves. And in the process, I'm learning to do the same thing for myself, which is really beautiful. So what do you think? Like, do you, do you feel like that that's kind of captures what you were saying? I guess. I mean, yeah, in the sense that I, I think we're all just trying to find our path. So I just want to also be kind to myself. That's all. Yeah. And like, I know that and kinder to other people because not, it's not easy nothing's easy so i just want to have that perspective and point of view that i extend to myself and to others so like i said um when i follow people i just want to make sure i have good intentions that's why i follow them i don't follow people to make fun of them or you know or if i think i don't like the content so much then i don't follow them i i also choose who I bring in, the energies I bring into my life. And it did take a while before I learned that because it's some, sometimes it's just when you enter something that's new, you get like, a, it's like a, almost like a, what do you call this? A washing machine. You know, you get like, you get engrossed in these things. And then after, when you get tired, you realize you don't need to do everything or you don't, you just, just stick to what you're comfortable with and at at some point everything's quiet and things are easier but more than that i feel like when you take out all these things that you think are important you're also a kinder person to other people because you you realize that it's not easy and but at the same time it is a choice 
I love the washing machine example. <laughs> so spot on. Amazing. So Ria, tell me something. There are a lot of people out there who want to do what you do. They want to put their point of view across, you know, whether it's through blogging, whether it's through something that they want to say via Instagram. What do you think it is that made you successful? Because you started at a time where blogging was still, you know, I wouldn't say that it was something everybody was doing. Right. And then you've grown to have this brand Ria recommends you have a column, you know, you it's it, people know Ria recommends. So how have you built yourself up in this way? What kind of advice would you give other people? First off, I don't necessarily think I'm successful, but I, I do know that I'm enjoying what I do. And for those who want to just put themselves out there, if just do it because no one else will help you do that for yourself. That's what I personally think. And um, it's always scary in the beginning, but really it doesn't matter. I feel it's about energy. If you know your intention and you, you think that you're coming from a good place, then really nothing should, and no one, you shouldn't allow people to stop you. In fact, if anything, I, I learned that when you want to do something, sometimes it's important not to tell anyone just to do it because, and I always tell my friends that too, sometimes you have to be careful of the things you share if you haven't started it yet because I believe in energy and not everyone is well-intended. So if you want to do something, go. No one's stopping you and you owe it to yourself to just try different things and like I said, I don't think I'm successful. I mean, but I know that I know the my intention and that's what matters to me. I completely um, relate to what you're saying about not telling people um, what you're going to do sometimes or not sharing or oversharing. Um, and so this is something that I've been through is when I was a lot younger and I would want to kind of tell everybody what because I'd be so excited about what I wanted to do and I would go ahead and share it with everybody. And sometimes you wouldn't necessarily always get the most positive and supportive comments from other people, or there would be like jealousy and envy and things like that. And I remember that it took some personal growth on my part to get to a point where it didn't matter what other people said, but for most people, it does matter. It does affect us. And sometimes it's the people closest to us that might say things um, sometimes it's the people closest to us that might say things that dissuade us, that kind of make it a lot harder for us to reach our goals. So tell me about that. Is there a story behind what you, what advice you just shared? Like, is there something that you can share with us um, on how you learned that lesson? Or perhaps if there were certain challenges in your life that you would care to share with us and, and tell us a little bit about how you got through them. Um, when I said that, I mean, you know, when you're young, you're excited and you just say things and whatever. And I realized like, I really, like, and it's not that I don't, I am very choosy. I know who my core is. Like I told you, I mentioned one girl, remember Patrice, like some people are, are really brutal and will tell me, you know, the things that you post <laughs> and I accept it. But what I'm trying to say is I'm also um, very aware of the people around me and their intentions in that sense. And so 
if I have to like discuss something with someone, it's just probably one or two people and depends on what it's about. Because in the end, like I said, unless you try, no one really knows, you know, and like, um, so it's very important who you ask advice from. And I, that's, I'm just sharing what I do. Like when I do something, there are only certain people I really ask advice from or like, I confide in because, like I said, not everyone, I mean, I'm sure it's not even on purpose. Maybe they're scared too, but fear is something that when you want to do something, if it really won't cost you money, just go for it. (laughs) That's what I feel because the fear that sometimes you have, that's already enough. And then if someone just says something because they want you to be careful, it may come from a good place, but is it the real, it's, it's something that, It's not even if it's, you know, some things you don't even have to hear anymore. Like you just need people who who want the best for you. And when I say the best, sometimes, honestly, when I say the best, it means they're confident that you can do what you want to do. And I'm not, you you know, just sometimes belief helps you go um, forward. Yeah. And it's really, really helpful. And like I said, nothing's easy when you're starting something. So you have to surround yourself. I I, had, I, have, I surround myself with positive people that if it doesn't work out, then it's okay. At least, honestly, at least you tried. <laughs> right. So, so that's something actually that makes a lot of sense to me that you should have a lot of people around you that their role is not necessarily to tell you what to do or what not to do, mm-hmm. but their role is to believe in you. Yes. And support you no matter what, that they're there for you, yes. whether, you know, whether you're successful or you're not, they're kind of your cheering squad. Right. They believe in you so much that sometimes that in itself propels you forward is knowing mm-hmm. that there are people who believe in you so much. And I think surrounding yourself with that right inner circle can um, keep you quite safe in whatever you choose to pursue in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And sometimes they even see things that you don't. So yeah. it even adds on to you. And um, and I believe that like there are people, you know, we see ourselves a certain way. And it's always good to surround yourself with people who are well intended, you know, so they open yourself. Uh, you become a bit braver. And that's a good thing. We're like, you know, yeah. even a bit crazy. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, anything. We- yeah. I feel like as long as you want to do something, just try. I mean, that's, that's good. <laughs> like, why not? Right. Just try. Yeah. It may or may not work out, but why not? Just try it. Correct. Yeah. Everyone successful tried. That's what they did. <laughs> that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Ria, talk to me about mental health. Have you had to deal with mental health in any way, whether it's with people around you, with your own? What would be your um, advice or your experiences on that particular subject? Um, I think personally, I have gone through things that have um, like affected my mental health. and. Mm, that I mean in in so many aspects of my life and 
what really helped me about this is just really to be able to tell yourself it's okay that you're sad or you can't always be present. It's good if you step back. It's good to get away. And you're not, if you feel like you're being selfish, that's okay. It's okay to be selfish sometimes because you can't give what you don't have. And if you're not whole, it affects everyone around you. Sometimes it's better if you're not even there, you know, for the time being. Rhea, doesn't that make the people around you feel like you're copping out or you're running away? Like, how do they react when you need to take time for yourself? You need to step away. How how do you manage that? If I if they feel like I'm copping out or I'm stepping away, it's because I am. <laughs> and it's okay. Like, I am copping out and I am stepping away. I mean... I am not that strong or like there's the times that I can't deal with certain things and that's okay because I'm aware I, I can't and whatever they think and if they, that's what they think, then it's okay because it's the truth. And if they love me or have respect for me, then they should be able to give me that space because if I had a friend or a loved one who I feel needs space, I want that person to take all the time that they need to like just rebuild or feel whole again. And, and that's okay because I'm a mother and I want my kids to see that sometimes I have to step out because I'm not just their mother. You know, I think it's also healthy for them to see that they're, a different aspects to a person and they have to respect that. And I think it makes, that will make them a better husband. You know, I like respect people in their journeys. I, I mean, if they see that if sometimes I'm tapping out, that's fine too. doesn't make me, I don't think I'm less of a person or, or less than a, like, um, like it doesn't make me feel like a bad mom because I'm a, I'm a person and they have to see that I'm not there to always be mothering them or I'm not there always like, you know, I have, I have, a, I have employees too that, you know, there's so many things that I have to deal with, but at the same time, there's also me and I want to put myself first, to be honest, because I want to be happy when I'm around the people I love. And yeah. if I'm tired, I can't, I'm not going to be happy and I'm going to be resenting them. And that's something I don't want them to feel. And that's also more than anything. I don't want to feel that way towards them. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Yeah, and that's the key that you know you want to be happy around the people you love because if you're anything other than that, then you're not really doing anything for them. So mm -hmm. I like that sentiment, and I do, um, I do completely agree with you on that. Now, how how do you manage though? How do you manage your time between the children, 
the the business, you know, your clothing brand, Rhea recommends, how do you handle sort of the demands of your daily life? I'm very fortunate because I'm surrounded by people who are amazing. Like I have an amazing team and <laughs> I think I'm smart in the sense that I hire smarter people. <laughs> so my team, they're amazing. Honestly, I learn from them. My kids, they're amazing. I mean, um, they see me work, but they also see that, I mean, they have a nanny. We're lucky, you know, in truth, I feel like we're lucky that we have help. And like, and everyone around me, I feel is supportive. So it's not that, of course, sometimes it it gets, I guess, but, um, challenging. But the truth is, I also put myself in this space and it was a choice. And I'm lucky because I was... I'm blessed that I can choose what I want to do. And so I choose to do what I love. And that for me is something that not everyone has the opportunity to do. So I know that I'm very blessed in that sense. So really, if I have something, if so, really the challenge that challenges that I have, I chose. So um, I want to highlight that the challenges I have, I chose. I love that line. It's such a light bulb. The challenges I have, I chose. Uh Wow. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but like, uh, like about being a mother and whatever and how I divide my time. I really don't know. (laughs) I feel like every day is different. There are days that I'm there with my kids, but there are days I'm probably, I talk to them for 15 minutes if I'm too busy. So meaning I'm kind of an autopilot, but I try to like, I really don't know how to act. Like, there's really no formula, but I know that I try. And that's all I can do. But like I said, I know that I'm also very well aware that I have so much help around me. And And that's the honest truth, (laughs) right? That's the truth. That's how you do it. You take every day the way it is and you do your best. And so we go back to something you said earlier, which is I try, I try. And that's, that's what matters. That's absolutely what matters. Now, tell me about what you do for your well-being. What are the different um, rituals or activities that you do for your mental, physical, emotional well-being or to just keep yourself sane? Um, Like, I think the most important is I learned to be kind to myself because a lot of times we judge yourself. Well, I, I used to like be so like, um, I used to judge myself so much or like doubt, whatever. So now I just want to be kind to myself. I mean, positive talk to, towards myself is very important. And um, I also do take care of, like I said, I'm a kikai. So I like makeup when I do, when I prepare for, in fact, my friends say, you're so funny. You, you take a longer time sometimes to like get ready and then you just want to leave. And like, for me, that's my space. Like when I do makeup, it's like therapy. I don't know. I, I just enjoy it, to be honest. And when I get dressed, I love it. I go to the derma if I need to. Um, I love having my nails done. <laughs> I mean... Self-care. I go on vacation. Yeah. I'm, you know, I just, I, you, you know, I think 
I tried because I, I speak to myself a lot. So I, it sounds crazy, but <laughs> I think I'm well aware of what I need. So like if <laughs> on this show, talking to yourself is not crazy. Talking okay. to yourself is so wow, what that's I mean is mental health practice. Yeah, it's important to be in tune with yourself so that if you think oh, I need a break, then I'll go somewhere or I go on vacation or I have lunch with my friends or, you know, it's just nothing crazy. Sometimes it's even as simple as I love. Like for me, a bath is a luxury, you know, little things. It's not really big things, but I think it's the little breaks that you give to yourself that sustains you, keeps you like sane. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Little breaks. So it doesn't have to be big, grand gestures. It's just little tiny things that, you know, give you that extra boost of, of self-care and self-love. Um, and, you know, you talked about doing your nails. You like, you enjoy doing your nails. I, and I was just thinking. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking about during the pandemic, the one thing I didn't do was get my nails done because I really just didn't want people over. I didn't want to go there. I was pregnant, you know, all of that. So when things started to get a lot better, I started to do my nails again. And I forgot how therapeutic it is to get your nails done. It's just, you know it's like you just sit back and it's like all the cares in the world float away as you get your nails done. It's just like suspended in time. So I know you said that just in passing as one of the things you enjoy to do, but I really, you know, I completely get it. I completely get how something as, you know, small as getting your nails done on a regular basis can do so much to make us just feel good for a little while or make us feel like we're doing something for ourselves. Um, Sometimes so I totally get that. Yeah, sometimes it's even like just fixing my closet, you know, or like listening to music. It's nothing big. It's just if you're doing something for yourself, even, yeah, like as little as fixing your closet, I feel like it does something to you mentally and like, you know, you're, you're doing something for you. So yeah. it's a good thing. So any act where it's directed towards yourself Mm-hmm. In to you is a form of self-love, self-care that Good. you practice. Nice. Thank you, um, Ria, for so much of what you've shared and in today's episode. I know you're a private person and um, I've kind of, you know, poked into your life to see what's going on and how you do things. And and so I, I really um, am appreciative of how much you've shared. Now we are at the end of the episode. So I like to ask my guests, what is their project loving myself mantra or message, whether it is something you direct to yourself or you'd like to direct to our audience? um, What would you like to share? Um, When it comes to project loving yourself, I think it's really about choosing the energy that you allow in your life so for me it just also means surrounding myself with good people and positive self-talk and you you said earlier too that something i really liked you said to be kind be be kind in your communication to yourself and that's the positive self-talk that you mentioned so i think that's really great advice Uh, thank you again 
Ria, Ria, how do people follow you? How do they get in touch? How do they find out more about the different things you do, like the clothing line, the store? Please um, let us know. Well, um, I have an Instagram. It's Ria Recommends. And I have a website, riarecommends.com. <laughs> I've been to the website. It's great. It has Thank so you. many great uh, articles in there. And it's, it's really a fun read. So Thank I do... Invite our listeners to check it out. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed. Thank you, Ria. Ria had some very honest and real advice to give. Be kind, positive self-talk. Just try and surrounding yourself with the few people who believe in you and sharing your hopes and dreams with them instead of the whole world. There are some things we might want to keep private. DM me your thoughts or post and tag at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamal. Hit me up with the subscribe button and join the Project Loving Myself journey with me. Today's quote, be nice to yourself. It's hard to be happy when someone is mean to you all the time, as said by Christine Arillo. So don't bully yourself. It takes courage to believe in yourself. Be nice, be kind to yourself. You are loved. Thank you for joining me this week on Project Loving Myself, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Pod Machine. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.